0: off everything at PuffWorks.com when you use the affiliate discount code BLWPOD. That's a new code. It's B-L-W-P-O-D. Use that sucker at checkout at PuffWorks.com and get peanut and tree nut safely out of the way. Toddler milks are the fastest growing formula category in the U.S. And for good reason. Compared to whole milk, it costs five times more for a serving of toddler formula. Plus, it's got added sugar and vegetable oils. I mean, this one's kind of a no-brainer, guys Hey guys, welcome back. Today, we're talking all about toddler milks, which are also called toddler formulas or transition formulas. And they're basically formula products that are marketed to the parents of toddlers. And you might be like, wait a minute, toddlers don't need formula. Toddlers are one, toddlers can drink cow's milk. And you know what? You are absolutely correct. However, there are a lot of marketing dollars put in to making parents and caregivers think that regular milk won't cut it when your baby turns one. Now, toddler formulas are actually the fastest growing formula category in the United States. And for good reason. For those of you who have relied on infant formula, either solely as a way to feed your baby for the first six months of life, or maybe in conjunction with breast milk, regardless, the formula companies have done an excellent job at buttering you up and building brand awareness and building your brand loyalty and trying to scoot you into these products when your baby turns one. And they do this by preying on parental fears about things like picky eating and nutrient gaps and brain development. But today, we're going to set the record straight all about toddler milks and why you do not need to buy these formula products. And I like to start these mini baby led weaning trainings with a BLW tip of the day. And today's tip is not a big surprise if you read the title of this episode you do not need to buy toddler formulas or toddler milk. If you've been buying formula for your baby, you're probably ready to be done buying formula, right? That stuff is not cheap. And we talk a lot on this podcast about how we help our babies from the six to 12 month of age learn to become independent eaters and help prevent picky eating and practice drinking out of an open cup and wean off of the bottle and make the transition to cow's milk. But we've never talked about toddler milk before. And the reason why is because this one's pretty cut and dry. You don't need toddler milks. I'm gonna break down a few of the primary reasons why in case you're still on the fence about it. Now, I do wanna point out that there are some medically fragile children and babies who've become toddlers who still may need to be reliant on supplemental nutrition, meaning that food and cow's milk cannot, because of their medical condition, meet their nutrition and growth needs. In that case, you would be working or you should be working with a pediatric dietitian. That is a person who is trained to help your particular baby with their individual health situation achieve their own nutrition needs. And I all but guarantee you the great majority of pediatric dietitians never recommend these toddler formulas. And we'll talk about why in a second. So let's go ahead and get started talking about toddler milks and why you do not need to buy these formulas. Now, the way I want to set this episode up today is talking first about what babies should be drinking, talking about how they should be drinking some concerns about prolonged bottle feeding, which kind of plays into the toddler milk discussion, and then talking about what are toddler milks, what are the transition formulas, what are the ingredients in these products and why should they be avoided? And then we'll talk a little bit about what all of the other health bodies are saying about toddler milks, including some of the bigger problems about toddler milks. Hopefully you'll walk away realizing this is just a big marketing ploy to get some more dollars out of me and my kid does not need toddler milks. So what should babies be drinking? At zero to six months of age, baby should be drinking breast milk and or commercial formula, and that's it. Starting at around six months of age, you're still doing breast milk and or commercial infant formula, but you also start introducing solid foods. And so we don't use fluid cow's milk in place of breast milk or formula until the baby turns 12 months of age. But we do wanna be introducing cow's milk protein early and often, starting at around six months of age, plus when your baby is showing the other signs of readiness to feed if this is confusing to you and you're like, wait a minute, I don't get it. I'm supposed to do cow's milk protein, but I'm not supposed to do fluid cow's milk. Go back and listen to episode 13. It's all about milk protein and how to introduce your baby to this potentially allergenic food. So now that we know what babies should be drinking, we're talking about babies. This is prior to toddlerhood, right? I know they're always gonna be your baby, but generally when we're talking about babies, that goes up until about 12 months of age. And then from 12 months on, we're referring to toddlers. So how should babies be drinking? Okay, if you're breastfeeding, it's wise to be exclusively breastfeeding for six months of age. You guys know babies don't need anything except breast milk or formula until the time they turn six months of age. We start introducing solids at six months of age and then breastfeed for as long as mom and or baby wants to. If you're bottle feeding, we want to see your baby wean from that bottle at around the 12-month mark. Now, I like to do a little bit of a grace period from 12 to 15 months. I got some other stuff going on when my baby turns 12 months of age, but certainly by 15 months of age, we do want to see the baby off of the bottle. And so if we're not bottle feeding and we're weaning off of breast milk, how do babies learn how to drink? What do they drink out of? Well, we can start helping our babies drink out of an open cup beginning at six months of age. The goal is for babies to be independently drinking out of an open cup by the time they turn 12 months of age. Now, granted, they will have a little bit of spillage. That is to be expected. But babies don't wake up on their 12-month birthday magically knowing how to drink out of an open cup unless we've been giving them the practice. And don't stress yourself out if your baby's six and a half months of age and you haven't started open cup drinking. Promise you, I never got around to it until my babies were about eight months of age and they all learned how to drink independently from an open cup by their first birthday. So just put it on your radar. The cup that I like to use for baby led weaning is a cup designed by a baby led weaning expert, my good friend and colleague, Don Winkleman. She's a speech language pathologist and pediatric swallowing expert. She's also the feeding expert for the feeding gear company, Easy Peasy. And so she created the tiny cup which is an award-winning baby-led weaning silicone cup that's for babies age six to 12 months of age. I love that cup. I practice a few times, maybe five minutes after each meal. You can start when your baby's six months of age or I do it closer to eight months of age. Five minutes after each meal, your baby will become a proficient drinker out of an open cup in no time. If you wanna check out the Easy Peasy Tiny Cup, the code is KATIE10. That is my affiliate discount code for 10% off at easypeasyfun.com. If you're working with older babies, At 12 months of age, you transition from the tiny cup to another cup that Dawn designed called the mini cup. They look similar, but they actually have quite a different design. The portion sizes are different. Make sure you're doing the tiny cup for six to 12 month olds and the mini cup when your baby hits the 12 month mark and beyond. Now you might be like, wait a minute, don't babies go from breast or bottle feeding to a sippy cup and then an open cup? Nope, we totally want to bypass the sippy cup. It did a great episode with Dawn called six reasons to skip the sippy cup. That's episode number 40. If you go to blwpodcast.com slash 40, you can listen to that. But we go into all of the issues and the drawbacks about drinking out of sippy cups, but also prolonged bottle feeding. And there's this potential to overconsume milk if we let the baby stay on the bottle or the sippy cup. They then don't eat enough food, which means they don't get enough iron. There's increased risk of getting dental cavities. There's issues, as Don explains, with delaying speech milestones. We really want to be cognizant of not only what our babies are drinking, but how they're drinking. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you've been thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online experience. All you do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I used to think therapy was just for people who have experienced major trauma, but therapy can help you be at your best no matter what you're going through. So whether it's to learn new positive coping skills, set more realistic boundaries, or just show up as a better version of yourself, BetterHelp is here to help. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit BetterHelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. Okay, so that's everything up until the time your baby turns 12 months of age. Now, ideally at 12 months of age, we want your baby to transition to cow's milk. I've done a whole podcast episode on this topic as well. That's episode number 113. It's called Transitioning to Cow's Milk. How do I do this? So go back and listen to that if this is news to you. But again, 12 months of age, we want the baby on cow's milk. Unless your baby is allergic to cow's milk protein and you've confirmed that and you're working with an allergist or your family's vegan and you don't drink cow's milk products, there's no reason not to do cow's milk. In that episode 113, I talk about how toddlers can live with significantly less cow's milk than a lot of parents think. But the point is you don't need to be buying a specific formula. These formulas are called toddler milks or toddler formulas. And basically what they involve is a powdered milk drink that's supplemented with nutrients or formulations that are specific for toddlers age one to three years old. And they indicate that on the product packaging or the official brand website. So they're not allowed to say, or they're not allowed to purport that it's an infant product, right? Because we We need infant formula. If we can't feed breast milk, it does need to be specially formulated because cow's milk is certainly not appropriate to meet baby's nutrition needs up until age one. After one, they're eating all sorts of food. You put a little cow's milk in there, boom, everything is fine. But the toddler milks, they're also called toddler formula or follow-up formulas. Now, sometimes you also hear about transition formulas. Transition formulas are a subcategory of toddler milk that brands has specified as being appropriate for both babies younger than 12 months of age and for older children. So again, they have to say that on the product package or the official website. So an example would be Enfagro makes a toddler transition product for children age nine to 18 months, okay? These products do utilize the Infant Formula Nutrition Facts Panel. What they basically do is they make you think, oh, well, I'll get them started on it at nine months of age, and then we can just continue that through toddlerhood. The reality is a nine-month-old, if they're still receiving formula, because they're not getting breast milk. Yeah, they're getting some food from their diet, but they are perfectly fine to be having an infant formula at nine months of age. Stop the infant formula at 12 months of age and transition to cow's milk. You don't need a transition formula because a transition formula wants to keep you buying formula from 12 months to 18 months when it's completely unnecessary. Now, some of the common ingredients that we see in toddler milk products include fat-free cow's milk, vegetable oils, and added caloric sweeteners. Here's the deal with cow's milk. Babies who are one can drink cow's milk, but we feed them whole milk, not skimmed, not reduced fat, not non fat, not low fat. Babies need that fat from the full fat cow's milk in order to help their still developing brains and they're still learning how to eat other sources of fat. We generally feed the full fat whole milk cow's milk products for babies from age one until age two. And then after age two, it's okay to start introducing reduced fat milk products. The fat-free cow's milk base is the base of the toddler milk product. And then they add vegetable oils back into it in order to add the fat and the calories that babies need. But the problem is, is that they also add caloric sweeteners. Now, caloric sweeteners are added sweeteners or added sugars. We'll talk a little bit about some of the drawbacks of that, but bottom line is we don't give babies or toddlers, anyone up until age two, any added sugars from foods or beverages, even the American Academy of Pediatrics, which to be honest, isn't always on the cutting edge with regard to nutrition research in infancy and childhood. Even AAP says no added sugars in any foods or beverages given to any child until age two. So why would you ever go to the store and pick a toddler milk product off the shelf that has added sugar in it? It's just completely unnecessary. Babies can drink full fat whole milk cow's milk. Now, if these products are the fastest growing category in the US formula market, Does everybody love them? And the answer is no. Registered dietitians, infant feeding specialists, all of my WIC colleagues, we work very hard to bring awareness to the fact that toddler milks are not necessary. The Centers for Disease Control says, and there's a number of different consensus statements out there from different health organizations, but CDC says toddler milks, drinks, or formulas are not necessary to meet the nutritional needs of older babies. Because at age 12 months, your child can be introduced to fortified cow's milk. Fortified cow's milk means it has added vitamin A and added vitamin D. When you look at some of these toddler products, the ones that cost a lot more than cow's milk, they'll say they're fortified with vitamin A and vitamin D. Hey, guess what? So is regular cow's milk. Babies younger than age of 12 months, yes, they definitely need infant formulas specifically designed to meet their nutritional needs, but infants should not be fed any of these toddler drinks or formulas that are labeled for toddlers because they're not nutritionally complete. And what are some of the problems with these toddler milks? Okay, as I mentioned, they're the fastest growing formula category in the United States. It's a total money maker. Before we look at the money, let's look at the health stuff. Parents buy these products because of the perceived benefits from added ingredients that are not supported by scientific evidence. For example, you'll see plastered all over the front. And it's hard to, on a podcast. This is like a really great visual to show you guys, but just look up the labels of some of these toddler products and they'll say there's DHA in there. That's a type of fatty acid that is linked to cognitive development. Well, guess what? You can get DHA from feeding your baby fish. It's actually one of the big eight allergenic foods. We should be feeding fish early and often. It's way more affordable and makes a lot more sense to feed your baby fish than it is to go buy a defatted milk product with added oil and added sugar and some DHA in there. There's health claims about reduced lactose or these help with digestive health or fussiness or gas. Guess what? Your baby's gut is adjusting as your baby is moving towards a solid food diet there's some fussiness, there's some gas, there's some constipation. You do not need to go buy an overpriced toddler formula product to help alleviate that. It doesn't work that way. They're not supported by science. And actually reliance on milk products lends to diets that tend to be lower in dietary fiber, which can actually make digestive problems worse. We want babies eating naturally occurring sources of fiber. They don't need to be drinking toddler milk products. There's also health claims for things like prebiotics and probiotics. And that these toddler milks are immune enhancing. And I was reading some of the ads and the copy for these products just in the preparation for this episode. And it's literally like, you know, babies, they're always getting into stuff and they're super dirty. So you really want to help their immune system by offering them this toddler formula. You know what else has prebiotics and probiotics? Fruits and vegetables, whole grains, dairy products without added sugar in them. You don't need to be buying a supplement product for your one-year-old for things like immunity and digestive health and cognitive development. We use real food to help achieve those needs. There's a lot of confusion with the marketing of these products. There's cross-branding of infant formulas. If you've always bought Enfamil from the time your baby was zero until 12 months of age, and now there's something called Enfagrow for 12 months and beyond, if you weren't very educated about nutrition, or if you didn't read the labels closely, or you didn't know that babies could drink cow's milk, or your pediatrician is not having these conversations with you, you might just think the logical progression is I'm just gonna buy the next step in the line of this product and this brand, which I've always bought. There are a lot of misleading marketing practices. There are a number of child development messages that are plastered all over the products. In fact, one study found that 85% of toddler drink packages had misleading statements about child development. So your baby's brain needs this, your baby's growth needs this, your baby's health depends upon this. Unfortunately, fresh fruits and vegetables and whole grains and fish and meats and dairy products, they don't have the marketing budget behind them that all of these formula companies do. My biggest problem with toddler milks, however, is that they contain added sugars. One of the very popular brands out there that's owned by Nestle, which is the largest food company in the world. If you look at the label in a serving, there's six grams of added sugar in what would be the equivalent of a cup of milk. Now in a cup of milk, there are zero grams of added sugar. There's naturally occurring sugar, that's from lactose. We're talking about added sugar, the sugar that no children up until age two should have at all. And yet here's a toddler product that adds the sugar. If you're like six grams, that doesn't mean very much to me. A packet of sugar, like what you would see at Starbucks, for example, that's four grams of sugar. A teaspoon of sugar is four grams of sugar. So six grams of added sugar in a cup is about one and a half teaspoons or one and a half packets. And if you look at the amount that they recommend children be served when they're selling these products, it's upwards of three to four servings a day. So essentially you would be giving like the equivalent of five packets of sugar that you would just be pouring into a milk product with some added fat from the vegetable oil and saying that this is a product that you should then be buying for your baby instead of cow's milk. So the added sugar is a major problem. Other brands have four grams of added sugar. Some have six grams of added sugar. There's still one out there that has eight grams of added sugar per serving. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. Added sugar is added sugar is added sugar. And there is just not room in the nutrient budget of a developing toddler to be having added sugars from any sources, period, end of discussion. Another concern about the toddler milks is the cost. They're significantly more expensive than milk. I just did an analysis at my local Target, so I live in San Diego. $19 to get a 19 portion canister of one of the well-known products. It works out to basically a dollar a cup. Now, a gallon of milk, $2.89, that's 16 cups of milk, works out to 18 cents a cup. We're talking about a dollar a cup compared to 18 cents a cup. Essentially, these products are more than five times as expensive to purchase, and for absolutely no reason. When you buy whole cow's milk for your one-year-old, it's got vitamin A in there, it's got vitamin D, it's got calcium in there. And you should be feeding a variety of other foods to help the babies get the other nutrients that they need. They don't need to be coming from the added sugar formula product. And so I'm talking a lot about the marketing of these products today, A lot of the ads, if you look at the copy in the ads, they focus on using these products to solve a family problem or a family conflict. So for example, they'll talk about, well, you know, toddlers, they're picky eaters. So they need to have this in order to be basically an insurance policy. Or you know, toddlers, they're still growing. They need this so that they can get big and strong. Or you know, toddlers, their brain is still developing. But again, your baby should be getting those nutrients from foods and not from fortified milk products. So by the time a baby is one, the majority of their nutrition should be coming from food and not coming from milk. Another problem with the marketing is that many of these products claim that they're pediatrician recommended without providing evidence. So this issue of claiming that the products are pediatric or pediatrician recommended is a situation because to be honest, pediatricians should not be recommending these products. They should be teaching parents about how to introduce real foods to their babies starting at six months of age. If there is truly a problem with the child's intake at one year of age, they should be referring to a pediatric dietitian or, if necessary, a feeding therapist. But they should not be recommending that we supplant real food and offer a baby a defatted milk product with added vegetable oil and sugar in order to solve whatever the perceived nutrition problem may be. So what are the areas for improvement in this field? What are the things that we can do as far as educating ourselves and being aware of them? First of all, a number of healthcare professionals and different health bodies are calling for the FDA, that's the Food and Drug Administration in the United States, to put forth regulations for toddler milk labeling requirements so that it's very clear that these products are different from infant formula because it's the confusion factor that actually ends up causing a lot of parents to buy these unnecessarily, that we need to have more distinguished categories for infant formula and for toddler products to help prevent this confusion. Because again, toddler formula is completely unnecessary, but infant formula is completely necessary. But when we blur the lines at the 12-month mark, many parents walk away thinking, well, if I needed it when they were younger, I must continue to need it as they're getting older. And that's certainly not the case. There's other calls to establish a common name for toddler milk. So for example, a statement of identity where the labels would have to clearly state the appropriate ages and that the labels would have to clearly state that they are not infant formula substitutes. So they're definitely out there. I know I personally do a lot of work with the WIC state agencies. I speak at a number of different state agencies about baby lead weaning. I'm based in California. Every year I speak at the California WIC Association meeting, and increasingly we've been doing more talks dedicated to toddler milks because the WIC educators and the WIC nutritionists are facing this daily in their practice, that their clients are asking them questions about these products and they want to do what's best for their toddlers. They don't want to be wasting money. They don't want to be depriving their children of nutrients. We also, in my profession as nutrition educators, need to be more forthright in educating about appropriate acquisition of nutrients for different stages of development, that we don't need to be drinking our nutrition at age 12 months. Babies should be getting most of their nutrition from foods and not from milk products by the time they turn one. So if you're before that era, if you're at the six to 12 month age, or you're just learning about baby led weaning, just keep it at the top of your mind that the point of weaning is to gradually increase baby's nutrition from food and gradually decrease their nutrition from milk. A lot of parents might not be aware of that and they wake up the baby's 12 months of age and think, oh my gosh, my baby can't eat all these foods. I gotta buy these supplemental products that cost a lot of money and have ingredients in them babies shouldn't even be having. And that's certainly not the case. So hopefully now you're a little bit more aware of toddler milks. Next time you're at the store, just take a peek at the labeling, at the language that they use. It's very coercive, it's very confusing, and yet it's completely unnecessary. So again, your baby can drink cow's milk at age one if you so choose, and you don't need to be wasting your money. You don't need to be wasting any of your efforts or any of your energy on these formula products. Keep the focus on food. Because if I said it once, I feel like I've said it a million times, the two things that sabotage the toddler diet more so than anything else is milk intake and snacks. It's oftentimes way too much milk or the wrong types of milks and way too many snacks or the wrong types of snacks. If we can keep control on the volume and the type of milk, we can really minimize the snacks. It allows our babies to feel and allows our toddlers to feel the appropriate amount of hunger that in turn inspires them to eat those wonderful, fabulous meals that you guys are all taking so much time to prepare for them. So thank you so much for listening and I'll see you guys next time.